Mucho gusto, and welcome to another episode of Detective Writer. I'm your host, Sally, aka Detective Writer, and today I am super duper excited to introduce all of you to a brand new guest, Brandon from Southern Glock Media. Brandon, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you for having me, Sally. I appreciate it. Definitely. So, I would definitely love to ask you what was your biggest interest, you know, in thrillers like media, mystery? Can I definitely love to learn about that? Sure. Well, you know, most of my interest comes from kind of a darker, more macabre place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, I grew up down in New Orleans and got really into, you know, the old folklore and old ghost stories and things like that. And uh, because of my age, I, of course, uh, was, uh, was very deep into Anne Rice while I was down there in New Orleans. She was kind of the queen of New Orleans at that wow. point in time. I was, I was uh, interviewed with the vampire, that movie. And she wrote the book in the 70s, but the movie came out with Brad Pitt when I was probably uh, early teens, not quite a teen yet. So uh, I, I think a lot of that kind of uh, you know, motif or, or genre really affected me a lot and what I do today, for sure. That's amazing. That's incredible. And can I ask you, like, when you were down in New Orleans, like growing up there, did you feel like sort of a connection? Did you look into the spooky aspects of it? Because I've I've never been to New Orleans myself, but I've heard that there's like a lot of spooky mysteries, a lot of haunted houses and a lot of inspiration, like true stories of mysteries over there. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it is chock full of it. We have if you ever do get a chance to drive around down there in some of the older districts of New Orleans, and you'll see houses that have for sale signs on them. And the joke is, is they always have a sign on them as well saying, not haunted. Or really? Haunted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's more of a marketing tactic than anything. But that should, but it does go to show kind of, you know, how, how prevalent it is for us to think uh, all these places in the city are haunted because there's massive amount of, uh, uh, you know, stories around there, around the city. It is a, it's a, you know, it's a 300 year old city. You know, and it's yeah. a port town, and it's a place where you just had all these cultures kind of coming in, and it was it was a bit unruly. It wasn't mm. like you know the colonies on the on the east coast. It was a uh, very much a uh, you know a, a very unruly early colony with a lot of different cultures, and, wow. and as a result, you had a lot of crime and a lot of uh, you know a lot of things happened there that that, that that were different than the rest of the country. So uh, it's got a really interesting kind of spooky vibe to it. It, it feels a lot different than uh, I think almost any other city that, that I've been to that kind of boasts a spooky vibe and you know growing up down there it's it's just was kind of a part of you know you, you learn this stuff and you were around this stuff that it I, obviously it made an effect on what I do today but at the same time it's uh you, you couldn't get around it as a child either wow that's incredible and can I ask you like in working in media and like spooky gothic aspects yourself has there ever been like anything or have you written anything or learned any cases that maybe just like scared the wits out of you sure well you know i i haven't really i haven't really been too scared of anything i hear a lot of weird things (laughs) question a lot of weird things right you know a lot of what, what what i tend to focus on and really enjoy writing about is is finding these old stories in small towns all over the south finding these ghost stories old folklore things like that 
uh, and kind of researching them back to find out where, where, where the little nuggets of truth are and where the story has maybe evolved over time. I really like to write about it in, in that perspective. And this is kind of this historic piece. And um, frequently because of that, you see a lot of, you know, those kind of those changing context over time with like literature, you know, certain certain time periods would add certain pieces to a story. Right, because that's what was popular during that time. But uh, when it comes down to it, I, I think you know the things that that I'm constantly intrigued by, or kind of you know maybe geek me out a little bit, are are these ones that you know you you can't really they don't change over time. They seem to stick around, and people continue to respond to. And you wonder how much truth might be in there. And, and really what's happening uh, with some of these stories that are still around and haven't changed. So, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a handful out there, but uh, I try not to get too, uh, I, I try not to get too attached. I always try and look for the humanity in the story before the, before the creepy part, right? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> you always want to look at like more truth, more than the spooky aspects. I love right. that. And yeah. I actually saw a little bit of your site, uh, Brandon, Southern Goth Media, and it says you have a podcast of your own. Right. That's primarily where, where I do most of my work. It's my primary medium. Uh, is It's a podcast. It's called Southern Gothic. And uh, what it is, it's kind of like I've been talking about. What we do is each, each episode, we go and we explore a specific story. And we'll go back. And uh, I'm very, very into this old kind of Southern storyteller vibe. You know that kind of traditional storytelling. Yeah. So I like to, I, I like to really present it to people in a narrative way. It's it's not a conversational podcast, but I'll I'll present it to people uh, as the story is, as the story has been kind of told through the years with the most common, and then we kind of go back and we'll break down a, a little wow. bit of the history around it and all. So it's it's a whole lot of fun, and it's perfect timing for spooky season coming up soon. That's interesting. And I actually saw through one of your podcast portfolios, I was kind of really intrigued by Wolfgang Poe Ghost Tour. Like, interesting. Sure. How is that working? Like, how does your process when you do <laughs> podcast work? Tell me all about it. I want to hear the secrets. Sure. Well, what we did is we, that, that, that was actually a separate podcast from Southern Gothic. So I've made a couple different ones over the years. And we had a single season. It was called Ghost Tour. And this particular podcast, it was an interview podcast, and it was a podcast where we talked to people who gave ghost tours all over the country. So people who, you know, night after night would take tourists through their cities and talk about these haunted stories and these ghost stories. And uh, Wolfgang, he's down in, in, in Birmingham, and he jokes if you, if you get a chance to listen to the show, it's, it's called Ghost Tour is the name of the podcast, but... Uh, he jokes with a name like Wolfgang Poe. He was either going to be a chef or an author. Yes. And uh, and uh, <laughs> you know, and he did both. He actually left a career being a chef, um, moved back home to his hometown of Birmingham, and thought, "Hey, this is really cool. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna start these ghost tours." There's none in Birmingham, and and uh, and as his name suggests, he is a direct descendant of Edgar Allan Poe. You're kidding. So he uh, absolutely, he's quite the character. He is a wonderful, wonderfully entertaining man. Um, he wears a big top hat on his tours and everything down there and just has some really great ghost stories, really authentic, wonderful storyteller. So uh, it's a, it's a great, yeah, he's a great guy. Wow. 
Oh, that's incredible. And can I also ask you, since um, October, Halloween is going to come up. If you're yeah. okay sharing with it, do you have any plans in the works? Anything to scare the wits out of people? Anything to make you jump <laughs> out of our skin? Sure. Well, we uh, we always plan a lot during Halloween. Uh, there's always a lot going on. So we'll, in addition to Southern Gothic, the podcast Southern Gothic, we'll be releasing our regular episodes. But we'll do a little extra deep dives for Halloween season. So I've got a little extra stuff coming out around there. Um, just, uh, you know, I haven't even told anybody yet. I've just hinted at it. So I'll tell you, one of the episodes is actually going to be about uh, Edgar Allan Poe. He, uh, he visited Charleston in his early life. When he was uh, about 18 or so, he he uh, joined the army to, to make a little money. And they stationed him down right outside of Charleston, South Carolina. And um, so one of our episodes is going to be a little bit about that and about a ghost story surrounding that. Uh, but we'll also put out a series that we call the Campfire Tales, where the last 13 nights of the month, we'll have these short little urban legends and, and haunted cemeteries little tell you little spooky things sounding like you're by a campfire so you can get get, get a quick little fear fix throughout halloween season mm-hmm. interesting and can i ask have you like tried to like put your own little spin on the classic urban legends or maybe like little things we've probably have heard about like bloody mary grim reaper yeah. or anything like that have you ever put your own little mix into it so those kind of so, stories sure yeah you know i don't i try not to actually try and more chronicle them than change them the majority of the time. So I, um, more what I try and do is almost, almost treat it more like I'm collecting all the versions that there are already. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'll tell them my way. There's certainly stories out there that, that are fictional that, you know, I have done. I know there's uh, recently I did one called the Boo Hag, which is this old Gullah Geechee tradition of a, a demon that, or a demon of vampiric soul that uh, that will suck the breath out of you while you're sleeping and um you know it's it had a lot of different ways that it's been told over the years and a lot of things and i really enjoyed trying to take all the elements of that and kind of making a more cohesive story about that but um typically what i try and do is really chronicle the stories as they might most well be known in the places where they were created that's really where I enjoy kind of taking them, yeah. That's incredible. That's like your own little twist, but also staying truthful to the actual stories. Right. Well, you know, with writing, it, it, the fact of the matter is, it doesn't, even doing that with writing, it's going to sound like me no matter what, right? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the artistry of it is in just in telling the story, even if I tell you the traditional telling it still is going to sound like my voice and it kind of gives it its own kind of air to it that way for sure a one thousand percent and you bring up a good point because i'm a big believer with writing it's incredible to see how many turns you can take it in writing you know you can scare the wits out of people you can inform people you can have fun with writing so i basically feel like there's no simple one form of writing it's it's absolutely absorbent and you can do so many things with it that's the beauty of it yeah yeah well it's i know it's a blank palette right i mean exactly. it's, a, it's a blank the blank page is a palette right so i mean I, I i've enjoyed it fully it's been it's been fascinating seeing how as i said earlier seeing how each kind of contextually even each generation told these stories differently 
and, and to your point of that way, how there were different themes that they really tried to embellish, even in what would be the same story. And um, so it's yeah, it's been a fascinating endeavor for sure. And can I also ask you, like when you're talking about ghost stories on your podcast or whether you're writing ghost stories, what is the biggest thing that you that you would say is the most important aspect for ghost storytelling or for storytelling in general? Like what's the most important thing you would say that is needed for it? Sure. Uh, you know, I kind of briefly mentioned it earlier. You know, it's, a, it's probably the, it's bringing out the human element. So, you know, I, I tell people a lot of ways with... With what I do is uh, you can have, you've got a ghost story and you might have a haunted place. And those are two kind of different things. With a haunted house or something, you might just talk about the history of the house and the people there. And just And it's like a timeline type thing, right? But with a ghost story, what you have is you have events that are unfolding in a certain way. And, um, you know, if somebody dies in it or something awful happens, uh, you might not care unless really you've been presented with this person who really is a full-fledged figure that you care about yeah. you know so you know so frequently what i do is uh or for an example let's say I, you know I, I do a lot of these are historic you know we have a story where i live which is right outside of nashville tennessee and franklin uh that's a story about uh she's a, a dead bride is <laughs> to joke about it she's called the clauston bride yeah and this this story goes is that this woman uh the night before her wedding she hung herself okay oh, and decided not to follow through with the wedding of course people see the haunting right you know and you can kind of tell this story in this way of this happened this happened this happened and kind of you know do it but to really make the story work what we need to do is we need to go in and really talk about who she was and her motivation of it and that's really if you want to be scared by it go in and think okay well this woman she was the daughter of edward clauston she's this beautiful blonde hair blue-eyed girl you know who's who had lived here in town for you know 17 years old and she seemed like she had everything around her and until we really kind of make this this person into a full-fledged character you know just the event of, of a suicide doesn't seem as tragic we don't identify with it maybe as much. We don't see where the, the depth of it. So um, ghost stories really need that, I think, for you to really, to, to hook people in to the people or hook people into the characters and, and really feel for them in order to get that fear and that splash. Definitely. And you bring up a good point in the more like human aspects because I think like in a lot of ghost stories that I've read they've been incredibly frightening and yeah maybe we've gotten like an explanation on how the person passed away but usually it's not always like so so deepening you know to get to know their in particular and can I definitely ask you as well like for particular like paranormal activities or anything like where you see like ghost ghost stories on the internet or on tv what is your insight on those yeah i'm kind of curious oh yeah well you know it's 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 interesting because i do i interact with a lot of people who do that kind of stuff you know a lot of my friends are are tour guides a lot of my friends i have a good bit of friends who uh will will go and take people into haunted places a lot like the tv shows and they will do ghost hunts and I've spent a lot of time going out to locations. It's something that I think is entertaining. Um, I definitely, I think it's entertaining. I like doing that, that sort of stuff. But 
you know, when it comes down to the reality of the paranormal and what's what it is, it's uh, you know, I spent so much time working through stories and everything that uh, so much the TV shows, especially, so much is just you know really glorified and really trying to you know convince you of things that really I don't, or at least it feels that way, really don't feel real. You know, yeah. I, I tell people if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna, if I if if I have this home that I'm going to go to and it's 300 years old and we know that, you know, this one famous person lived here and he now haunts it, you know, why why would the only ghost in this building be this one famous historical figure? Yeah. It could be, you know, there were, there have been dozens of people who have lived here, you know, do, you know, hundreds maybe over those 300 years that might have experienced trauma. And so, I, you know, so I kind of have come to it more with a little more discerning look but i always i always caution at the same time and tell people my experience with that stuff too is that i, I think 99.9 percent of what we experience or see on tv or even going to some haunted places is is isn't really anything but i have kind of heard enough stories and had enough people tell me enough things to where there is that one last little point one percent that i can't explain and i ain't even gonna try <laughs> you know and what that is i don't know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna assume to know i'm not gonna try and place it but um i've certainly had some very credible friends that that, that i would never uh never uh not believe what their experience was i you know certainly read about enough things and all but you know the tv shows that's not really how they yeah. pay the bills <laughs> definitely because i think like a lot of times oh my gosh that's one of the most important aspects i like to explore true crime i like to explore mysteries i like to explore gore stories but sometimes i feel like they can scare the living heck out of me <laughs> that i yeah, will just yeah. be like okay i proceed with caution i proceed with caution Absolutely, yeah, yeah. There's and there's so many different stories out there, and there's so many different which true and what isn't, and all those things. And you know, if with some of my friends that are really into ghost hunting, like go out with all the meters and all the devices and all, you know, there's certainly a very you know you can go into a deep discussion that can get you know somewhat um, esoteric and really philosophical with it that isn't the cheesy guys on TV, <laughs> you know. But yeah. Oh man! And can I also ask you, like, what would you say is the biggest kind of advice that you have for any podcasters, any aspirational podcasters, or for anyone who has a podcast of their own, like myself? And I've only been podcasting for about a year, and I'm still like sometimes mm, wanting to really like bring my my podcast to light to more new audiences. Maybe people who are into true crime, into mystery, or into writing. What kind of advice would you have for any podcasters out there? Sure. Well, I think that your your podcasting experience comes in seasons. I think that when you first start your podcast, you have this season of kind of learning the lay of the land. You're you know learning your equipment and just trying to get your craft. You know, kind of get this craft and. I relate that a lot to. Um, I have a lot of friends. Like I said, I live, live outside of Nashville. They're songwriters, and they they've always joked that the first hundred songs don't count. You know, and, yeah. and there's probably something there as well to writing and podcasting. You know, you you know you have to you have to do the thing in order to get better at the thing. 
and um, you know nobody starts off being incredible and so I think there's kind of that first season of podcasting you, you do that and then you know after after you do that I personally believe that um, networking with other podcasters uh, becoming more a part of a community outside of it this can be a very a very isolating hobby in some ways or profession you know however you look at it where a lot of people you know they they're creators they're content makers and so you can get very locked into sitting in front of that computer you know making the thing you make putting it out there and not really seeing growth or not really seeing kind of the broader picture or learning and there's so many the, the space in the world of podcasting is changing so much it's changing rapidly on how companies deal with us and how people consume us uh, what our purposes are that that I think once you really hit this spot where you're comfortable making your show you can do it on a regular basis to to a quality level that you think that it's now time for you to go out and really be a part of the broader community and from that learn from people um you you network with people you can you know cross collaborate with people um you know share promos and do all these types of things and, and that opens up the next door to success uh, from that way exactly and i think you bring up a good point brandon i think sometimes you know still really coming new into the art of podcasting i think it's incredible it's a whole level up it's a whole upgrade from radio and i think a lot of times you know i'm very you know surprised and i'm really grateful for the community that we can build you know it doesn't matter if the specific genre it is or like what's the specific type that we talk about i think in the art of podcasting it helps bring a community together by people who may have different opinions, maybe different backgrounds, cultures, and it's really interesting because I never really talk about ghost stories on my podcast, but I'm always just kind of interested to like really bring out the next story that I could talk about in this in this episodes and just be like, okay, how do I really really try to ante up the suspense and the dun 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 effect? If that right, makes sense. Right. Uh huh. And that's incredible. And I definitely would love to ask you, just what would you say, in your personal opinion, is the most essential aspect, you know, when you're just storytelling, you know, whether it's ghost, uh, ghost storytelling or anything. What is the most passionate aspect that anyone should have when they're telling a story? Well, I think um, for myself, I am a very visual person in the way that I write and tell stories. So I'm, I'm not really one to, uh, I guess the best way to, to uh, I'm one that really needs to get in deep into the story and understand all the nooks and crannies of it before I can really uh, put pen to paper, before I can or stand in front of people and tell a story. So um, I'm not, uh, and I think that that's been very beneficial for me because understanding uh, you know, let's say, as I said earlier about the Clouston Pride, you know, yeah. the story itself could be, you know, in a thousand words, I could write this story out. But but in reality, if I could go out and I could really understand it to the point of where I could, I could write 5,000 words on it and have that much information, then I, I'm going to be better at selecting the parts that will give the best impact. 
and crafting it when I do narrow it back down to a thousand words. So uh, that's that's typically for myself. That's where that's where I get the most out of storytelling because it, it gives me that ability to make broader connections to other things.、Uh, it, it gives me that ability to wing it a little. It gives me the ability to just be a little more flexible in how I tell it, and even adapt it to different audiences depending on how I'm telling it. If I were to, you know, use this as something that I was submitting in print versus something that's on the podcast, versus if I'm doing a live show and I'm standing in front of people telling the story, each one of those ways I would present differently. So I think、um, getting inside those stories. You know, understanding it and feeling like you're a part of that that little world that you're in, so you can kind of visualize it in a way.、Uh, that to me is 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 probably the foundation of what I try and do at my best. You know, yeah, hopefully at my best. That's incredible, <laughs> you know? and I love that. You can definitely just hear your passion and enthusiasm when you talk about it. This has been absolutely incredible. Absolutely, yeah. I'll send all that over, and of course, if anybody wants to listen to my show. You can probably get it the same place you listen to this show. It's called Southern Gothic. Probably because、so, yeah. this is available through Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to a podcast. Absolutely, and that's where yeah, that's where we are too. So yeah, awesome. I would definitely like to take more looks at your episodes because I've only listened to one. But Wolfgang Poe, I kind of was like hooked, and I'm just so I'm just so obsessed with this. So. I can't wait. So I can't thank you so much, Brendan, for being such an honored guest. I'm truly so honored. Thank you for having me, Sally. I appreciate it. Thank you. And for those of you who have been listening to this podcast, I truly hope you've enjoyed it. And I hope you all have a great day, morning, afternoon, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. Please stay tuned for next week. And until then, keep on sleuthing. <laughs>